Good morning, friends and friends. Welcome to the Art of Progression. I'm your host, Wynn, and it's time to pop. For those new to the podcast, pop stands for progress over perfection. Today's topic is a continuation of traits and behaviors exhibited by cluster B personality types, especially those who are on the NPD-BPD scale. I'm going to discuss today breadcrumbing. If you can remember the story Hansel and Gretel, breadcrumbing is the throwing of little tidbits of food um, during which a person is going through a famine or they're vulnerable. For cluster Bs, it's how they keep you attractive during the devaluation stage, mainly because no matter how in love you might be with a person, if they were unrelentingly cruel and nasty to you, you'd leave. We all have a threshold. Breadcrumbing is the intermittent surcease of the constant manipulation, where the cluster B, for a moment, whether that moment is an evening, a day, a week, or if you are maybe very lucky, a month, they're nice, they're complimentary, and they give you a snapshot of the person you thought they were initially. It's a trap, giving you just enough space and time to raise your spirits and allow you to re-idolize them. And more importantly, for the, uh, it allows uh, you to recharge your bot- batteries enough so you can put up with the next um, barrage of manipulations and abuse. Breadcrumbing is not about you. It's about them. It's about keeping you under control and dependent on them emotionally. In some ways, breadcrumbing is crueler than some of the other behavioral techniques that they'll use on you. Why? It it fosters false hope that things could be better. Think of it just like the story of Hansel and Gretel. Their breadcrumbing um, their, their breadcrumbing led to the witch's house where the tram was sprung and they were caught and almost devoured. Same for the cluster bees, especially narcissists, um, because they're setting you up to eventually leave you. Remember the playbook is adulation stroke idolization to begin with. Then there's a period of devaluation, cutting your um, feet from under you belittling you, demeaning you, trying to destroy your self-confidence and also your ability to actually um, independently, cognitively function. And then eventually the cruelest, the discard, where at your lowest ebb. They, but what they actually want to do is to leave you destroyed and pining after them. So they always have the option to return if they wish to. Cruel, yes. Sadistic, yes. But we're not discussing normal individuals. I mean, if you find yourself, after a while of being in a relationship, or a situation shit, the two are not the same, a relationship being two people in an agreed, defined, co-opted entity, a relationship, or situation shit, sorry, um, is an undefined entity where you are earmarks just seeing each other. There's no definition, and often it's because the other person does not want to define the relationship because then there is no way that they can be held accountable for anything that happens because you weren't in a relationship, you were in a situationship. 
So, if you find that there in your relationship there are more arguments and put down than there are mo- moments of fun and levity, it may be time to leave, especially if the lighter moments in the re- relationship or situationship become less and less. Remember, anyone who abuses you in any way, shape, or form does not and never liked you, does not and never loved you. I hope this helped. Thank you for listening.